Blog Talk Radio. Gentlemen, my diehard football fans, welcome back to another edition of the Neek and Chuck Pro Football Talk Show. I am your host, Neek, the player, and my main man, Chuck, the scholar. What's going on, man? Not much. Well, you need like a, what's wrong with your throat? You need a lozenger or something? Nah, man. (laughs) Nah, man. I'm just getting over this little cold. So, you know, just, just had to clear the throat for a quick second, man. Oh, it's cold down there in Texas. What? You serious? Must be that. Must be that climate change or something going on. Yeah, it's just a little allergies, man. Just a little allergies. But man, fans, if you do not know, Neek is doing the show in Dallas. Neek lives in Dallas, and my main man Chuck lives in L.A. But speaking of L.A., man, you guys got a lot going on out there. I ain't talking about your football teams, but you know, I've been hearing a lot of a lot of. Actually, I thought it was a rumor at first, but it's actually true. That magic. There's a lot of magic that's going on in the L.A., man. Is there a lot of magic going on in L.A. City, Chuck? Yeah, apparently it is. Uh, I'm not a <laughs> Lakers fan. <laughs> I'm not a Lakers fan, so I could care, you know, I could care less, to be honest. But, I mean, you know, I got to meet his wife. I got to meet Magic Johnson's wife, Cookie. She's a very nice lady. And I can't lie. I see why Magic, you know, uh, Magic put that on lockdown. Like, like Cookie... Is uh yeah, this is a PG show, so I won't go there. But yeah, Cookie's nice. Cookie, Cookie's nice. I'm sure she tastes good. Oh, oops, sorry, I didn't mean to say that. But yeah, anyway, Magic has a beautiful wife, and you know, good for him with the Lakers. Now he's the GM or whatever. He's the decision maker with the Los Angeles Lakers, the team that drafted him, the team that he became a legend with, the only NBA team he's played with. He knows a lot about basketball. He played a lot of basketball. Now, let's see what he'll be able to do for this team. But I don't know what he'd do. I don't care less. I haven't watched five minutes worth of NBA basketball this year, and the football season has been over like two or three weeks, and I haven't watched any basketball at all right now. I don't even care to watch any basketball. You know, when the playoffs come along, maybe I'll watch it then. But everybody knows this is the L.A. Lakers town, so I have to hear all the all the time about the Lakers. They've been sticking it up the past few years. So, yeah, a few of the Lakers fans, a few, few of my colleagues, a few of my friends, they're happy about this move. I could care less. <laughs> yeah, I hear you, man. I mean, you know, you and I, we both not Lakers fans. But, you know, this is a football show. But we do like to talk about other things. And, you know, it's kind of good for the city of L.A. because they need some magic. 
And I don't know if Magic Johnson is that answer to be making these, you know, uh, high big, high uh, uh, million dollar decisions and stuff. But you know, he 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 can he can't get worse than uh, the bus. <laughs> you know, he can't get worse than uh, Miss. Uh, you know what? General manager name? Yes, he. Uh, uh, um, but Mutt check or something like that. So uh, uh, yeah, you know, I don't he, know. yeah, <laughs> yeah, he can't get much worse than him. But but actually, you know, all, he could. Hey, hold on, Nick. But actually, he could get much worse. Uh, he could get worse than old dude was because you remember Magic Johnson as a coach, he stunk. So yeah. you know, but you know what? He tried. He he tried. He became a coach. You won't learn. You you won't know if you can ride a bike until you hop on the bike and ride it. But when Magic was a coach, he sucked as a coach. He sucked as a talk show host. He sucked. He sucked as a uh, an analyst, a color man, a play-by-play guy. He sucked at pretty much everything except for being a basketball player and a professional champion basketball player and being a great businessman. You know, so is this going to be another thing he's going to suck at? Probably, but you know what? He's he was a great basketball player he's a legend he's a great fantastic businessman out there making those moves magic johnson productions all that his wife they, fantastic but unfortunately <laughs> i this going i think this is going to be one of the things he sucks at but you know you never know i'm wrong sometimes maybe this is one of the times i'm wrong but i doubt it yeah yeah all right all right well big up to magic man hopefully magic he can turn this Lakers franchise around because they need it, man. And I'm hearing talks that he might try to bring Kobe Bryant into the front office. You know, hey, you know, they both played the game very well. You know, we both respected their game. But, you know, you trying to be a GM, you trying to work in the front office, man. It's, 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 it's bigger than being on the court. You know, it's a lot of big decisions got to go into that. So we'll see if they're ready. So anyway, let's move on, man. It's a football show. This is a football show. Sorry, fans. You know that's what we do. Nick and Chuck. You know we kind of get off task a little bit. You know, but we're we're, we're bringing it right back. back. So anyway, let's get back on. So, so, so anyway, what's going on right now in football? You know, the combine's coming up. Yeah, that coming up, and then the new league year starts on March ninth, which is when free agency starts as well. But leading up to free agency, fans of all these thirty-two teams, you're going to start seeing a lot of players get dropped off and players getting. Uh, getting their salary cap, I mean, getting their contract, um, you know, restructured and stuff. But, I mean, that's what happens. You know, teams are preparing for the new year. You know, they're trying to get better. So there's some players on the team that are holding these teams back a little bit from reaching their uh, destination where they're trying to go, which is the Super Bowl. But, all right, there was a couple big trades that took place um, over the weekend, and um, it was Brandon Albert former All-Pro Tackle, was traded to the Jacksonville Jaguars for a 2018 late-round draft pick. Albert signed a five-year, $47 million contract with the Dolphins prior to the 2014 season. Now, he struggled with injuries during his three seasons with the team. He missed 13 games, but he did go to the Pro Bowl in 2015. So now, with the acquisition of uh, Brandon Albert, he will probably be starting at left tackle. He will replace Kevin Beecham, who the Jags decided not to pick up his uh, contract. <laughs> and, Chuck, you're going to touch on Kevin Beecham here in a second. They have Shatley at left guard. They have Brandon Linder at center and A.J. Cannon right guard and Jeremy Parnell at right tackle. Now, so you think about this Jags offensive line, it still needs a lot of work. <laughs> I mean, seriously, Parnell's not the best. Linder and Can, they're decent. They're solid. 
Um, Albert, you know, he's getting towards the end of his career, so I don't know how much longer he has left, you know, talking about playing at a high level because his play, you know, I, I know he's been injured, but his play has tallied off here the last couple of years. And for the Dolphins, uh, losing uh, Albert, you look at the offensive line now, you have Tunsil, who they drafted in the first round last year, played very well in his rookie season. You have um, a left guard, that's the question mark, who's going to be the new left guard now. Um, at center, you have Steen, and then at right guard, you have Bushrod, and then the right tackle, you have Jawan James, who's had a solid career so far. So that's how both of the team's offensive lines is looking. So, Chuck, real quick, let me get your take, man. How do you feel about this trade, man? Just just, just looking at this trade, do you think Albert is an upgrade over Kelvin Beecham, or do you think the uh, the Jags uh, sh- should not even made this trade? Or, or how do you really feel about this trade for both teams? Well, fans of the show already know how I feel about Kelvin Beecham. I uh, I think Kelvin Beecham is a bum. I mean, I'm talking about on the football field. You know, we don't we don't get personal around here. But Kelvin Beecham is a bum on the field. Yeah, you could chalk up last year. He was coming off of, I believe he had ACL surgery or, or something like that. So he went himself. But even when he was with the Steelers, he went all that impressive. He went all that impressive to me. Uh, and last year, he just stuck it up to high heavens. So maybe that was a down year for him. I don't know. I can't predict the future, even though sometimes I try to, but I can't. But Kevin Beecham is a bum. And he's exactly where he needs to be, unemployed. Yeah, I mean, so, he's only 27 years old. Uh-huh. So I'm sure some other team will take a chance on him and chalk it up to, oh, he's coming off ACL injury. You know, that was just a down year. We'll bring him in. Maybe they bring him in as a bite another body for Kemp. I don't know. But he's only 27 years old. He, uh, you know, so somebody somebody else would give him a chance. Uh, but Jacksonville, they should have got – first of all, they shouldn't have brought him in anyway. I wouldn't have brought him in anyway, especially coming off a, a serious injury like ACL. But those type of moves Jacksonville Jaguars made. And, yes, to answer to your question – Brandon Albert is the upgrade over the bomb Beecham. So basically, fans, new fans that are tuning into the show for the first time or the second, maybe the third time, when Chuck and I talk about some, yeah, yeah, when some, when Chuck and I talk about a player who's a bum or a player who just got cut, there's a famous saying that old good old Nick loves to say on the show. You know what that is, fans? Kelvin Beecham. Guess what? He need to get dropped off. He don't need to get dropped off. He got dropped off. <laughs> yep, well, I and I, yeah, and I was, I was saying, and I was saying that during the season, Kevin, Kevin Beecham <laughs> needs to get dropped off, and he finally got dropped off. And this is a case of this is a case of addition by subtraction. <laughs> they mm-hmm. got rid of that bum Kelvin Beecham, so automatically that offensive line got better because you got you got rid of one of your worst players on that line, uh, and so it's now it's time to move on. Like we always say, that Jacksonville Jaguars team is so much talent, young talent across the board, but that line they got to fix that line. They got to they got to go back there. They got to be able to get my boy Blake Bortles some time so he can make some plays. Give him a strong offensive line where they can run the ball and the team as a whole will be better. So, so far, Jacksonville is making some decent moves. They're making some good moves. So, you know, uh, Tom Coughlin is in the building. 
and he ain't having it no more. He ain't trying to go three and thirteen next year. <laughs> All right. Speaking of moves, uh, Jacksonville also made another move. They decided to go ahead and trade away their tight end Julius Thomas, who signed a five-year, forty-six million dollar contract with the Jags prior to the two thousand fifteen season. In his two seasons with the Jags, and I said, fans, I said, let me say it again, in his two seasons, just two seasons with the Jags, Thomas played in only 21 games out of 32 games. He had 46 catches for 455 yards, five touchdowns in 2015. And this past season, 30 catches for 281 yards, four touchdowns. And prior to that, you know, what What really had these Jags pumped up about Julius Thomas, we already know he's a big physical tight end. Red zone threat, can dominate. He's a matchup nightmare for opposing defenses. But the Jaguars were thinking, you know what? Man, that 2013 and 2014 Julius Thomas was the man. He was on fire because in 2013 with the Broncos, he had 65 catches for 788 yards, 12 touchdowns. In 2014 with the Broncos, he had 43 catches for 489 yards and 12 touchdowns. So that's 24 touchdowns in two seasons. And that's what they thought they was going to get with Julius Thomas in Jacksonville, only only to know that he only gave him nine touchdowns in two seasons. But here's the thing. And uh, Denver, Julius Thomas had Peyton Manning throwing the ball. Jacksonville, he's got Blake Bortles passing him the ball. So – I don't know if there's a correlation right there. I mean, you do got Manny. I know Manny was coming down towards the end of his career, but Manny was still on top of his game in 2013 to 2014. So now, since the Dolphins have acquired Julius Thomas, let's look at their tight end depth chart. So they have Julius Thomas is going to be the starter. You have Deion Sims, who had 26 catches for 256 yards and four touchdowns last season. Then they also have Jordan Cameron, who's pretty much always concussed. I hate to say that, but it's actually true because he can't seem to stay healthy on the field. So, Chuck, let me ask you this, man. When you look at this signing, this trade for Julius Thomas, man, do you think he's going to have something to prove in Miami? Do you think um, he's going to be pissed off going to Miami? Or not really because he did get paid. He got paid very, um, you know, um, heavily and ransomly. He feels, feels pretty good. His pockets aren't hurting. So do you think he's going to resurrect his career with Ryan Tannehill in Miami, or you think his play is going to continue to drop off the tier? It depends. It depends on how he's utilized. I think he's a talented guy. He got his money, and he ain't do jack. So what kind of internal fortitude? What kind of uh, you know what kind of guy is he? You know, we're gonna find out what kind of guy is he. You got all this cash. You had two disappointing seasons. If you was a draft pick, they'd be calling you a bust, B-U-S-T. It'd be a candidate bustified in your locker. Well, you ain't got no locker uh, at this moment. But when you got the Miami Dolphins, you would have a can of bustified in there because you, bu- you was a bust, you was a bum the past two years. So now we want to see what you made of getting a, a, a second chance. So what are you going to do? Now you're in Miami, and how are they going to utilize you? You got to go out there, get open, make plays, because Ryan Tannehill definitely needs – another weapon, another option uh, down the field, and they need a guy that can block. So you got to be all of those. You got to be all of those things. And he's a talented guy. Was What was wrong with him? Fighting injuries? Was it the game plan? I don't know. I wasn't in Jacksonville. All I know is he was he, he was a bust the past couple of years. So will he turn around? That's entirely, that's entirely possible. But 
these moves, just talking about the bigger picture with these Miami Dolphins. I mean, these Miami Dolphins are reminding me of those old Washington Redskins teams from the late 90s, early 2000s, where they just go off and just annihilate the offseason. I mean, they, you know, if they gave out rings for the for the offseason, man, them the Cleveland Browns would be the, the top, you know, they'd be top franchises. We'd talk about them. We'd be awarding them Lombardi trophies because they have excellent offseasons. And the Dolphins are starting to they're starting to look like those old red skin teams where they go out and pay these big free agents, these big free agent names, overpaying these guys. For example, we have Mario Williams. Uh, they brought in Domkin Sue. Now, Domkin Sue has been earning his check the best he could. We know he's a beast. But when he got signed, we said that he was a, a large plug for an enormous hole. So, so even bringing him in there didn't do much. And here's another case where they bring in – a, a veteran guy, uh, you know, if they restructure his contract, I might feel differently about it. But this is a similar situation that happened with Byron when they brought in Byron Maxwell from the Eagles, a.k.a. Byron Maxwell, a.k.a. Burnt Toast. They brought him in, his overpaid ass. He shouldn't have been making that much money anyway. They brought him in on that big amount, and dude ain't really do jack for your team. Even though the team went 10-6 last year, everybody was shocked. Including the people in the building, I know was shocked the Dolphins went ten and six last year, especially with the uh, pathetic performances they they displayed on both offense and defense. So you know what, next year is going to be a different year. But these moves, uh, this is the same old same old mo by the Dolphins: bring in older veterans and overpay them instead of building your team through the draft, which is what all successful teams do. All right. <clears throat> Also, other news out of Miami, uh, Dolphins also released defensive tackle Earl Mitchell. And Earl Mitchell's not a bad player, man. There, there's going to be some teams that's going to be willing to pick him up. I mean, he's pretty solid in that he can play the one or the three technique. And he has, still has the, the power and the speed to get past tackles. So, hey, I look for uh, a team like maybe Arizona Cardinals. I don't know what their salary cap situation is looking like right now, but I can see them – being the team maybe going after Earl Mitchell or Philadelphia Eagles if they lose Benny Logan, defensive tackle, um, who's definitely going to be a free agent and going to be testing the free agency market. All right, let's move on down. Hold on on a second. Hold on, kid. Let's go back real quick. I know we got a short show show today, but I want to make this quick. Another thing that irked me about the Dolphins, because I was about to go in on them, but I know we got a show short today. So, but I did want to bring this up, that the Dolphins, I don't know if you knew this, Neat, but the Dolphins signed uh, six old veterans to their roster. They signed Dan Marino, Bob Greasy, Nate Moore, Larry Little, Kim uh, Bo Camper, and Sam Madison to their active roster for 24 hours as some type of celebratory thing where they showing love for their old veterans or whatever. And fans, especially Miami Dolphins fans, don't fall for it. This is a distraction. I know you on there type on social media, oh, that was cool. That was great. Oh, bring back Dan Marino. No, that that was the distraction for just the nonsense going on in this organization. Yeah, they went 10 and 6, but that was that. Fans think y'all not going to go 10 and 6. Next year, let me just. I'm just go ahead and get that out right now. But I just want to bring up these ridiculous moves that they. I, I, I guess somebody in the organization thought that would be cool. But you know what? It's great for those old dudes. They got to go back on the field. They felt some love or whatever. So that's nice. But anyway, 
is is, is baloney because they might as well go go ahead and pay them and overpay them like they do all these old free, uh, free agents. But that's just a sign of what things going on with Mike Tannenbaum, who fans, y'all already know, I ain't too sold on the guy. But that, I just had to get that off my chest about the Dolphins. All right. Well, thank you for sharing that, Brother Chuck, Mr. C. All right. Let's move on down to Carolina. There's a little news going on in Carolina. Actually, a couple, couple things going on in Carolina with these Panthers. Uh, Dave Gettleman, the general manager, decided, you know what? We got a couple old heads on our team, and I think they take taking up a couple roster spots, and that is defensive tackle Paul Solii and uh, Pro Bowl fullback Mike Tober. Both of these players were released um, by the team uh, yesterday, and Paul Solii is 33 years old, only played in 10 games this year with eight tackles, and Pro Bowl fullback Mike Tober, who is nicknamed the Toadozer who's a beast, man, still can play at a high level. He's 31 years old, so I'm sure he'll probably catch on uh, to a team that needs a fullback in their system. Also out of Carolina, Victor Cruz, the salsa. Could there be some salsa dancing in Carolina? Well, that remains to be seen, but Victor Cruz did have a visit with the Carolina Panthers. Um, heard the visit went very well. I think the Panthers are just kind of, you know, checking on Victor Cruz. He, you know, just catching up with him, see if he might be a fit for the offense. But I'm going to tell you like this, man. Carolina, Victor Cruz would be a great fit for your offense because when you look at this team, we already know about Olsen, the tight end. We already know about Kelvin Benjamin and Olsen. They both are big, physical uh, um, uh, catchers, pass catchers. I mean, Olsen's the tight end. Benjamin's the number one wide receiver. And then you look at the other outside position, wide receiver position. You have Devin Funches and you have Ted Ginn. So, with that being said, who's going to be the slot guy? And I think Victor Cruz can come in here and play that slot role, which is where he's excelled, which is where he made his career, um, you know, playing in the slot. So, I know Victor Cruz is getting up there a little bit in age. And last year was his first full year coming off that injury. He played in all 16 games. So, I can see Victor Cruz be a good fit for Carolina Panthers. What you think, Chuck? So, I was just about to ask you, so you don't think there's a better option at the slot position out there available than Victor Cruz? Well, I'm just saying, man, you look at this roster, I mean, the wide receiver position, they're young, man. Benjamin is only about, what, 25, and, and Funches is still a baby at 23. We know Ted Gaines, you know, he's up in his early 30s. But, yeah, I, I think Victor Cruz, man, they need they need a veteran to come in here, some veteran leadership, you know, to teach these young guys. Man, I, I think Cruz would be a good fit at the slot. Okay, uh, I don't, but maybe that's because I'm biased. Because I, because I, I see through Victor Cruz. Maybe it's just me. Maybe I'm crazy. I'm, I'm just crazy. It's just me. I'm sure he he would be a great player, but I, I just ain't, I ain't feeling it. I, I ain't feeling it. <laughs> All right. So Chuck, let me ask you this, man. There's two players that we know they're pretty much going to not be with their team <laughs> this uh, free agency. This offseason, um, and that is Jay Cutler, the Bears quarterback, and that is the uh, Washington Redskins wide receiver, Deshaun Jackson. Because when you look at both these teams, you know, the Bears, they're trying to move on from Cutler. You know, they think they might have their uh, uh, franchise QB and Matt Barkley. He did play decent when he played. Or who knows? Maybe they might go free agent. You say franchise quarterback Listen, 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 listen. Only one team out of 32 teams has to like this guy. He played pretty decent down the stretch. He actually did. 
And there's rumblings out of that Bears organization that he might be their guy. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So we don't have to fall in love with him. We know what we think of him. But John Fox, the head coach, hey, if he feels he's their guy and can lead the Bears in the 2017 season, then he's going to roll with him. <laughs> so that's all, all right. I'm saying. But all right. Let me finish this. So, Chuck, let me ask you, man, where do you think some good fits uh, which team should maybe inquire about Jay Cutler's services, maybe as their starting quarterback, the team starting quarterback? And what about Deshaun Jackson? Where do you think would be a good fit for him? Because there's actually a new rumor now that uh, the um, New England Patriots and the Dallas Cowboys are interested in Deshaun Jackson. Hmm, that's, mm, that's kind of intriguing right there. So, Chuck, let me get your take, man. Let's start with Jay Cutler first. We only got about five minutes, man. I'm going to keep this short and sweet because it pains me to say this. Everybody know I love Jay Cutler. I say it all the time. I'm up here. I'm sounding like Charles Barkley on his TV show. Like Everybody know. When he say everybody know. But everybody know. I love Jay Cutler. But unfortunately to me, uh, unfortunately, he don't care no more. I don't think any team should pick him up because they just going to be paying him for nothing. I mean, they might it might bring him in and they might win five games if he starts sixteen games. Jay Cutler just don't care no more to me, and that's okay because I still love him. Like he's like I don't have kids, but I'm sure people out there with kids, you know, sometimes you your kids is just acting just bad. You just want to kick him down the steps or something, but you still love him. Jay Cutler, I want to kick him down the steps, but you know what? I still love him, and I don't think any team to sign him, but teams that are a lot of desperate teams out there that need quarterbacks. We know uh, Cleveland Browns, Cleveland Browns need a quarterback, but I don't think they're going to go after Jay Cutler because I think Hugh Jackson is smarter now. I know there's some other options out there for him to trade and to bring him in, uh, but could there be a desperate, desperate team out there looking for a quarterback to bring Jay Cutler in? Absolutely. I think it's probably uh, – I couldn't even name a team right now, but somebody will give him a chance. And then with Deshaun Jackson, Deshaun Jackson is still a very talented guy. Still got the wheels on him. He still, you know, he caught over. Yeah, I think he only played like uh, he didn't play the whole season last year. I think he only play, he played almost with one game last year. Had over you know uh, 50 receptions, over a thousand yards. He's a big play guy. He, he's getting 17, 18 yards per catch. You know, so he can stretch the field. So it's plenty out it's plenty of teams out there looking for him. The Patriots, I don't think he I won't say he don't he don't fit the Patriots because they brought in Randy Moss. But I don't think Deshaun Jackson is at that maturity level. I'm putting air quotes on this maturity level that Randy Moss was at that point in his career when he went to New England after his stint in Oakland. Uh but you know what? You never know. I mean, it'd be private conversations. You know, Belichick might like Deshaun Jackson, but I could see him going back to Philly. Uh, I could see. Uh, I, I'm just going. I'm going to throw out a curveball because that's what fans want to hear. Curveball. I would say, look at maybe the Baltimore Ravens, and that might bring in Deshaun Jackson because my boy uh, Steve Smith retired. We know that speedster they brought in. I forget what his name is. Nick, you know, maybe you know his Mike name. Baltimore. Yep, they brought him in. He didn't really do too much. Uh, and uh, 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 he didn't do too much. He had over a thousand receiving yards. Chuck Mike Wallace, man, got his career back on track. 
You know what he did? I'm thinking about who. Who am I thinking about? There? They got Brashad Perryman, Perry, who they drafted. That's who I was thinking about. Yeah, I, yeah, I was thinking about that dude. Anyway, I'm lost in the bubble right now. But anyway, there's some teams out there that can use the Sean Jackson, use the Sean Jackson speed, uh, in Cleveland Browns maybe. You know, I'm thinking, I'm thinking the AFC teams right now. But uh, you know, he's been an NFC guy his whole career. But don't be surprised if he go back to Philly now that they have a new regime there, uh, which is entirely possible. But you never know. I'm gonna tell you like this, man. I think my Oakland Raiders will be a great fit for Deshaun. You got Crabtree. You got Crabtree on the outside, and you got Cooper on the outside. You put Deshaun right there in that slot, man. Right down that field, I'm telling you, man. And we know Derek Carr loves to throw the deep ball. We don't have a weapon like Deshaun. <laughs> I think Deshaun will be perfect for the Oakland Raiders. And for Jay Cutler, like you said, man, Cleveland Browns or 49ers or, hey, chat, 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 chat. <laughs> yeah. But like, like you said, Chuck, man, I feel you, man. I think Jay Cutler is like, I would have made my money. I don't give a damn no more, man, you know. So, you know, he probably going to go somewhere, you know, uh, get, get get a little another paycheck. But, yeah, I, now I will Now, with your Raiders, now will your Raiders pay Deshaun? Because you know he want to get paid. Uh, I don't know. We have to see what he talking about. Reggie McKenzie, he knows how to write them player-friendly deals, so we'll see. But anyway, fans, hope you enjoyed the show live. If you missed the show live, always go to iTunes, download the Neek and Chuck Pro Football Talk Show. And, fans, we will see you guys next Wednesday at the same time as always. Have a good night, fans.